Flashback Fridays. Flashback Fridays on SAFM. So we like to go back in time with our Flashback Friday feature where we look at sporting milestones that have shaped our sporting history or catch up with our sporting legends. And tonight will be no different. We have a legendary Morocco solo striker, Mr. Les Robla, on the line who many people remember or refer to as being very pro- prolific during a successful period playing for the Dubai Bears. He was also known to cl- score some very classy goals and he had BMT. He won the NSL League with Rangers in 86. More glory followed at Swallows winning the Bob Safe Super Bowl against Sundowns and Cosmos in 89 and 91. And I'm told as an 18-year-old, he scored 43 goals in one season for Rangers in the old National Football League. So we're going to find out about that because that is incredible. And Les is, of course, the father of Supersport United and Bafana Bafana striker Bradley Hrobla. So there's a lot to talk about with him and he joins us on the line now. Les or nothing. Good evening, sir. Thank you for joining us on SAFM. Okay, I can it's hear. A pleasure you. to be here. Great mm. stuff. Thank you. Thank you very much, Mr. Robla, for finding time to speak to us. F- firstly, you've been with Highlands Park for some time now in various roles, various positions. What's your exact role at the moment? Um, now I'm the head of development. Uh, I look after under 13, under 15, under 17, under 19. We have an SAB team, and I look after the NBC team as well. Oh, great stuff. Are you happy with the talent coming through? Yes, yes, we, we've been working very, very hard, myself and Mr. Larry Brookstone, um, to you know develop the, the the development as such because we we've never really had a head of development for you know for a very long time. Um, I only appointed into the position last year, so it's our second year, and we've already you know shown in the two years that we've been there that that there's some some good growth and some well we have some very very talented youngsters coming through. And on that note, the first team has had a commendable season after coming back from the NFD. What would you say has worked better this time around? I just think our preparation. I mean, you know, when you when, when we got promoted the first year, uh, the issue was, you know, we went to the playoffs. So your preparation and the players you want to, to bring into the fold, you know, um, you can't buy them until the very last moment. So your preparation is, is, is totally different. Um, from that season to this season, now we could we could prepare for it properly. Um, Owen de Gama and the technical team did a fantastic job last year. They won it comfortably, and they had they could start planning, you know, three four weeks even a month before the season had ended. They could have really started planning what they wanted to do for the PSL season and the type of players and the players that they wanted to bring in. So it's a lot easier than, than when you, you know, have to wait until you go through the whole playoff process and then get promoted. And then you look again, you only have maybe three or four weeks before you have to go back into pre-season. So, yeah, I think that, that, that was a key factor. Yeah, And Highlands Park have set up base in Tembisa. Uh, they love their football there. Are you happy with the support that the, the team is getting? Ah, the Tembisa people have been fantastic. Um, you know, and uh, uh, all our directors have worked very, very hard to to, br- to bringing this brand up and, and making it something that it is, you know, currently. And hopefully we're just going to go from strength to strength. But the, su- the support in Tembisa has been fantastic. Now let's talk about your career, Les Robla. That's why we invited you. You were <laughs> a renowned striker in your days. I mentioned that you scored some classic goals. But firstly, how do you look back at your playing days? Are you happy with what you achieved in the game? I am, yes. Uh, I suppose the only drawback was that, uh, you know, I went over to the to the NSL in those days, um, maybe a little bit later on in life. 
Uh, I could have gone a bit earlier, but um, I was enjoying my football. I mean, the main thing for us in those days, we were really enjoying ourselves. The football was was, was a great quality, and we had many, many good players. So even in the league that I played in, in the Transvaal Amateur League, mm-hmm. if the football was very, very competitive. And, you know, the players were, were really, really good. So... It was a good, it was a good uh, grounding, you know, for the professional career. But I have no regrets in everything I did, uh, the teams I played for, um, you know, all the coaches that I've had and the teammates that, and friends that, that that I've I've made through the years. So I have no regrets in in any way of you know of of my playing career as such. Yeah. And where did you enjoy your football the most? So it's difficult to say. I, I enjoyed all my clubs I, I was with. Um, you know, when I started at Boxburg Football Club, uh, the guys there were fantastic. Some of them are still very good friends of mine. Um, you know, I grew up in the town, so I started playing for them when I was 10 years old um, with the club for a very long time and went back to them, hence when I left, uh, um, you know, football, when, when I left Rangers initially and even went back again when, um, you know, I gave up uh, at Trollers. So you know the club had had a lot had a lot for me, but I played for JP JP Highlands, um, another club that was fantastic, very good people, very good friends. Never had any regrets on that. Um, and then from there to Rangers and to Swallow. So you know all of them have been fantastic. Even my current employer Highlands Park. Um, I've yeah. been there 13 years now. So you know they've all been fantastic. They've all been very good. I cannot turn around and say there was anything that I didn't dislike from the team, from the players, um, even from the management. Les, I mentioned at the top of the show that we, we read that you scored 43 goals in one season as an as an, eight, an 18-year-old. Was that at Rangers? <coughs> no, no, no. I was at Boxburg then. We were, we were playing in the uh, Transvaal Football League. Mm-hmm. Um, and in those days, um, you know, people look at the Transvaal Football League now as, you know, they say, well, what is this? Uh, it was almost equivalent to the National First Division, but, you know, in fighting in, in the old Transvaal province, which was Vol, Western Transvaal, Northern Transvaal, Eastern Transvaal, Southern Transvaal. You know, we had we had all the five regions, and we played in a very, very strong league in, in those days. So from those days, the, the, the PSR clubs in, in those days, the, in the NSL used to, get plays directly from, from this league uh-huh. or from the the, um, the different uh, leagues that were around. So it was it was pretty strong, but that was that was in, in the Transvaal Football League. And then how did you end up at Rangers and, and which Rangers is this? Where is it from? Well, the Rangers, it was based at Mayfair um, in Johannesburg. The, the old black and white sharp Rangers. Um, uh-huh. You know, they, they, they approached me when I was at Jeffy Highlands. And they were watching. They were watching me for quite for quite, for quite some time, and they just, you know, at that stage, I think uh, there was a player called Paul Johnston that played for them from from the UK, and he was he was going back to the UK, so they needed to replace him. Um, but that Rangers was based in Mayfair, mm. and it was a very very strong, you know, club in the in the sixties and seventies. So you know, home ground was 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 the Rand Stadium. And yeah, they had a big tradition as well. Yeah, but a lot of people talk about your time at Morocco Swallows, where you really made your name, where you are considered a club legend. How did you end up at at, at Swallows? Well, I left. I left Rangers um, in the I think it was the eighty seven season, 
and then we I went back down to 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 um, Boxford Football Club, um, and I was going back there. My wife had just had a baby, and there were some circumstances that went exactly 100% at Rangers at that time. You know, a lot of players were leaving, and there was a little bit of uh, disharmony within the club. We had we had new directors that had come in and, and taken over, so things had changed in, within the club setup. And you know the whole lot of factors you know made me um, go back to the to the amateur ranks, yeah. and then I was there for half a season. And Eddie Lewis, who coached me at, at JP Highlands, he then took over at Solos, and he phoned me and approached me and said, "Look, I want you to come back, um, and then I want you to come and join Solos." Then under the Louis Lake um, um, regime, he, he he had bought 49% of Solos, and. Yeah, we went there. We had a we had a meeting. Um, the money that was offered was very very good. It was something that I couldn't turn down at that stage. And yeah, it changed from there. So Eddie Lewis was 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 the, was the main factor. I mean, he treated me very well when I was at JP. So I knew what I was getting myself in for in the way of the management and the coaching. So yeah, I didn't hesitate in in jumping to the you know to the opportunity to play for a big club like Solis. So how how much were you getting if it wasn't that bad? Because we once spoke to Chaka Chakampondo and he told us that I think they signed him for thirty three thousand, which was a lot of money back in the days. Yeah, with me, I didn't. My demands were not as high as that. Um, <laughs> if memory serves me correct, I think I asked I asked Swallows to give my club. I didn't ask for signing on to. Um, I asked them to give my amateur club Boxburg, where I came from. Uh, I think in those days it was five thousand rand, and five thousand rand. In that was quite a lot of money. Okay, for, um, yeah. You know, and 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 the the, the salary that I had um, was I think three and a half thousand rand, which was not that. You know, in in in, in current in current uh, terms. It was a lot of money um, at the time. It was a lot of money at the time, and there was a lot of incentives. Wow. Um, you know, put it this way: to put people into the picture, what it was, I could have bought a BMW 535i brand new. No way. For twenty six thousand rand. Oh, for twenty six thousand! Wow, 26, brand new car. Six thousand rand, brand new BMW five R. Man, we're living in the wrong times. Wow. On that note, we've actually got a word from Andres Chaka Chaka Ampondo. We put a call through to him just to find out more about you, uh, Les Krobler, and he speaks really, really highly of you. So you know, I'm not sure which year was it, but I remember when they joined us. Les was this special striker. You know, I know that uh, all the effort that I'll do, all the passes that I got. If I channel them to him, I know the ball will land on the net. He was a, was a deadly striker, so I can say. Deadly one. Uh, the game, I remember, we were playing against uh, Valristas. Valristas is no more there. It was coached by Ushek Smashaba. Uh, it was a boxing semi-final, I think, uh, at Ogni, Ogni Stadium. So that Valristas, uh, they, were, they were leading us 2 nil first half. We came back, let's score the first goal, I think. Neil Cousins scored the second goal, and Kelvin scored. The, we came back and we won that 3-2 at extra time. And there are so many games. I remember we were playing uh, in Mamelodi Sundowns, HMPG Stadium. You know, Les broke the net. He took a shot uh, with that guy, Mark Anderson. He was very scared of Les. You know, I will do everything on the middle, and he will just make a run. I'll put him in his, in his way. The deadly shot will come in there. Oh wow, great story, Chaka Chakamponda. How good is his memory, Les? No, fantastic. I mean, <laughs> he's, he's mentioned some things that that, that I don't even remember. I, I, I vaguely remember the being two 0 down against uh, 
as far as, you know, it took me. And I know we were batting, and I know Eddie wasn't happy at half-time. He gave us a very, very big mouthful, and we came out and we responded as a, as a team. But, yeah, that was special because it's just the way the way that we played in the second half was, was fantastic. It was what, uh, I, I think that's what drew the Swallow supporters to the club. Yeah, that that game. Yeah, but, yes, but but saying saying thank you to, to to Andres. I mean, he's a he's a great guy, he's a great man. Um, you know, and I have a lot of respect for his ability on the field. Great stuff. And that game that he talks about about against Sundowns was it the five-one win in the Bobsey final in nineteen eighty-nine? No, 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 no. That wasn't in the in, in the Bobsey final. That was we played them at. Um, um, I think it's where. I'm just trying to think. Hmm. Oh, no, I think it's gone. Can you hear us, Les? No, we. I, I, I think I had a feeling it was a vegan. Oh, okay. And, and what? It was a, quite a long way away. Yeah. Yeah. What about that five-one game? Because a lot of there's a lot of reference to that game you scored in that final, that 1989 Bob Save final. How much do you remember about that one? Oh, I remember a lot. I, I remember I was sitting in the in the piece in the pre-match team talks and the build-up to to the match, and we knew that they were going to make it very difficult uh, for myself, Noel, and 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 um, Calvin. And we had uh, Owen Rabadol, uh the Gama <laughs> that that was in the team as well. And what we did was um, Eddie, we had a chat about it, and Eddie knew that um, I played in the midfield for Rangers all the years, not as a, not as a striker, funny mm-hmm. enough. And we decided to drop the role. So I almost became a number 10. And Owen pushed up um, after about five, ten minutes in the game. I started up front. And, you know, their game plan was, 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 was based around, you know, defending us. And when we switched and we changed, um, you know, I wasn't the quickest player, you know, on, on the field. But Owen was very quick. So we knew we could counter them very quickly and straight through the middle, you know, with Owen's pace. And that turned out to be... To be fantastic. I mean, I mean, it just worked out to the T for us on the day. At the, the game plan and the tactics we had, the was, was spot on. Was this the same Sundowns team that was famous for Shushan and Piano at the time? Yes, it was the same. The same team. And you the put five past them. That's what made it so sweet. <laughs> <laughs> wow, they never tell this the result, that famous Sundowns team of Shushan and Piano. They always tell us about how great they used to play. We've got Tulani who's called us from Kwatema. Good evening, Tulani. Thanks for, for joining the conversation. Evening, the young Sien. Yes, good evening. Yes, yes, yeah. Hey, this, this guy you're talking to, Chaviso, uh, is one of the greatest strikers that ever played the game. Hmm. Remember those days in the, especially I started to be involved in the game in the early 90s, 1989, 1991. While I was still playing as well, it was up to 19, yeah, where with guys like Remlo, with guys like with guys like Yadamo, with guys like Andres Pondo, and the other, and the great guys. I think this guy can go to the locations around the country and teach uh, the young boys today how to score goals as a striker. All the strikers of today, they're no longer playing like the day the way the guys like Legs were playing the game in this country, uh, Tabiso. 
Great call, Tulani. Thanks for that. And we're going to get into that because you're not the only one that's raising that. Even on social media, it is coming through. Uh, where's that tweet? Uh, Nazim Krodbom says, oh, no, no, it's not the one from Nazim. It's from Zico Smith who says his track record sounds so wonderful. And uh, oh, he says, I hope he can borrow his son a pair of scoring boots. Our team needs him to start scoring also. Uh, on that note, uh, Les Krobler, there's also a tweet here from Pule who says, you formed a deadly partnership <laughs> with, with Owen Dagama, Noel Cousins and Kelvin Peterson at a Swallows and you once tore a net with your shot against Sundowns. I think that's what Chaka Chakambono was referring to. But what made you guys such a feared front three there with, with, with uh, Noel Cousins and Kelvin Peterson? We had different attributes and it was very difficult to contain, you know, three different players that all that all play front and can all score goals. I mean, all of us were good goal scorers in our own right. Um, you know, Noel was very, very quick. And he was very, he was also strong in the air. So with him, and he had both feet, you know, the same as all of us, we could, we could shoot at both feet. Mm. Calvin was very quick, low center gravity, and he could take people on. So he was the skillful factor in that. I was the big strong boy that, that, that played, that played as a target man that, um, you know, set up a lot of things for, for the players. But all in all, all three of us could, could score goals. And that was, and, and that was the key. Um, you know, when you look at all the top teams in the world now, you know, you, you, you look at the Suarez, you look at Messi, you look at all the, you know, all the different teams that they have. They've got the three players that can score goals. And, and we could do that. And the problem is you could maybe contain me, but could you contain Noel and Calvin at the same time? And then when you bring, when you bring Owen Dagana into the fray, then you've got four players who are proven that can score goals. And then you have different attributes. So, we were very difficult to contain because our movement, we weren't always set that we played a, cert, a certain way. Mm. You know, we, 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 rode, we roamed a little bit, um, you know, all the time and we were never in the same positions. So, yeah, it, 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 was, it was difficult because, because of, of, of those factors. And how good was Owen Dagama? Because we've always heard that he was a fantastic footballer, even went to go play in Ireland, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, no, listen, listen, Owen, Owen was, was top, eh? Um, you know, you don't play in, in that in that league um, and score as many goals as Owen scored in that league. Um, I think it was for Derry City that uh, you know you, you you you're a bad player. It's just a pity that in our time people didn't see him because we never had international football. Mm. So if we had had that, I think we I think a lot of South African players would be known worldwide. Not only you know the Jomos and the Asians and Ingles and and that and the players that have made it overseas. But I think in those days there were a couple of players here that that were really good. But Owen Owen was a top player. I mean, when he came down, you know, to us he wasn't young. He was he was like me. We were we were aging in the team, but he still had no. He, had, he hadn't lost the spark. He hadn't lost that ability to find the back of the net regularly. Um, you know, he was quick, and 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 to boot he had he had the ball skills as well. I mean, he had he had the whole package. Wow. So. Owen was fantastic to play with. I mean, it was a pleasure to play with with with, with Robert Hill. Well, another man that had the pleasure of watching you, that enjoyed watching you, is uh, the MEC for Education in Gauteng. I don't know if he's still the MEC or if he's a former because he put out a tweet this morning saying goodbye to the Education Department. But Panyaza Lisufi also had a few words to say. He's a big Swallows man. He's trying to revive Swallows and uh, we put a call through to him also. His combination with Noel Cousins, and, 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 and that team of, of that time brought the brand that we call uh, Morocco Swagos. Uh, and, 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 and the manner in which it brought 
uh, swallows to be known as that it's not over until the last whistle because less could do anything anytime. Uh, I mean, it was a fiat striker in his playing team. Uh, and, and, and there is no one who can claim uh, that swallows the way it was. Uh, it couldn't be what it is because of people like Les Paul. Uh, I'm, 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 I'm really privileged uh, to be given this opportunity to talk about him. I mean, he has scored many memorable goals. Uh, when people were, I remember when, when people were already leaving the stadium, uh, when, when, when he, he, he scored some of those particular goals. And uh, it's encouraging to see Red Krola playing the same format as uh, he said, and uh, you know, once you see a swallow, you see a swallow all over. And I want to congratulate him, thank him, and uh, for the contribution they've made for that big man called Muraka Swallow. And I assure you, as I'm speaking to you now, actually, uh, I'm part of I'm in part of meetings uh, to try to to bring this uh, beautiful bit back and play in the PSL. Oh, thank you for that, Mr. Panyazalisu. For some kind words there for you, Les. Yeah, very kind. I mean, it's it's. it's it's fantastic to know all the people that still remember. I mean, it's a long time ago. Mm. And, and when you hear all these things, it, it just it makes your heart warm, you know. Um, it's a sad thing about what's happening to scholars at the moment. But let's hope that, that they can get, you know, be revived and, and get back into the Tessal. I mean, that, that's where they belong. They belong with the big boys. Um, you know, and it's, it's, it's like we said, it's just sad that, that they're not there at the moment. And what do you think but, went wrong? Well, I think there's a combination of things. I think, you know, when you have, um, I think it's very important to have fresh changes and fresh, fresh blood within, within any, any structure and, and any, anything that you, that you have, especially for a long period of time. When you have people that are too long in that and they become, you know, they, they old, they, they set in the old ways and the old way of doing things. Um, they're not up to date with all the modern aspects of, of, of what's going on in football. Um, I think that just happened with with, with, with Solis. I mean, I mean, David Pancheberry. I mean, bless his soul. The guy was a fantastic man, and 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 he never really interfered in anything. He let the the, the the people run the club and do that. But I think when when they started struggling. Oh no, okay, okay. I think we've lost lost. Less can you hear us? The, fun, the financial backing into it. Um, you know, it becomes a problem, and 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 clubs uh, clubs get left by the wayside. Mm. So you know, you need you need to have those things that come in and 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 keep the clubs going. Um, yeah, so it's just a case of that, and then you know, from that it, it, it was it was a spiraling case for for swallows for quite a long time after that, where it just didn't recover properly. Um, and you know, unfortunately, you know they are where they are now. But hopefully, you know things will get back, and the guys will will understand and appreciate. Uh, same as Highlands Park. Highlands yeah. Park was a huge brand, disappeared. You know, out of everything, no one even knew about Highlands Park. Some of the, the new modern youngsters knew nothing about Highlands, but Highlands was a very big brand in the in in, in the in the seventies, sixties, seventies. And now all of a sudden, um, you know, we're back again and. Every day you bump into people that remember. So it's the same thing with with, with, with solos that. Uh, have... Oh, okay. I think the line is uh, failing us. Yeah. Can you hear me now, Les? 
Sorry, I lost you there for a second. Okay, we're going to try and uh, I can get... hear you, yes. Oh, okay, you can hear me. Okay, mm. before we go to the lines, we've got another special guest holding on. Yes. If you can just be patient with us for one minute. I want to go back to what MEC Panyaza had said. He, a lot of people speak about your goals and the goals that you scored. I mean, Chaka Chaka spoke about the one against Sundowns. Is there any goal that stands out for you? Because I've also read about a goal that you scored against Pirates in the JPS semi-final at Ellis Park. And apparently your first professional goal against Vets was a cracker too. Yeah, well, the first one, I remember the first one, you know, um, <laughs> quite well. Uh, you know, I hadn't scored for Rangers, although I'd been playing pretty well. And we were doing well in the team, you know, we were riding a pistol away at the time. Um, you know, in that particular game, I came on. I remember I got it on the left hand side of of, of the field, uh, maybe just uh, maybe five or ten meters in in you know in the vit half, and I put onto my right foot and I saw the goalkeeper was around the penalty spot. So I thought, well, you know, why not? Why not? You know, take take a gamble and 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 hit one and see what happens. Um, I just thought he was a little bit too far off his line to recover. You know, if I hit it properly, and I did. I managed to hit it <laughs> very sweetly, wow. and yeah, I didn't get close to it. So, you know, for me, it was it, it was good. And I think the goalkeeper then was Milia Lexic, which which was a very big player. I mean, he played for for Tottenham Hotspur. Yeah. So, yeah, it, for me, it was it, it was a special goal. You always kind of remember your your your, your first goals, you know, in the in the big in the big leagues and the big teams that that you played for. So, it, it was it was really really. Uh, <laughs> Something special, you know. So, but yeah, we, I scored. Oh, I scored many, many good goals. I mean, the one you're talking about is a free kick in the JPS. Um, we had, we had. I think we had won the first leg one 0 I scored with a header, um, down in Durban. Then we came back up here, and they had scored. And from the kickoff, um, they were still celebrating, and they'd all crossed the halfway line. And I put, I gave it to Noel Cousins, and I said, just go. And he went straight to and they fouled him outside the area. So literally from the kickoff, we got the foul, we got the free kick, and, and, and you know, I hit another cracker in the <laughs> corner. So we were back to back to winning, you know, winning the game. So, yeah, there yeah. were many, there were many, many goals. But I think uh, I've got to give uh, Andy's credit for one of the better goals I've scored for, um, you know, for Swallows. He went down the line the one day, him and Andy Sensic. Has played a couple of amazing one twos. He got down the line. Um, he didn't even he didn't even look. He knew exactly where I was going to be. He, I knew exactly oh. where he was going to knock the cross in. And that was just one of those that everything was just perfect, like a training ground routine. Oh. And everything was just inch perfect to what it was. And that's what I'm saying with 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 him. Him and I had an amazing understanding. He knew where I wanted the ball. Um, I didn't even have to look. I didn't even have to run. I just knew that he's going to put it there and I'm going to be there. Well, we've got another one of your partners in crime here on the line. Mike, they called him <laughs> Michael Jackson. Uh, Mr. Calvin Peterson joins us on the line. Mr. Peterson, good evening, sir. Thank you very much for speaking to us on SAFM. It's an honor to talk to you. Good evening, Kavisa. It's uh, an honor for me to be on your show. We're celebrating your partner in crime, as I mentioned here, Les Krobler. You guys were feared front three from what everybody is saying. How do you describe that front three? And in your in your opinion, what made it work? Let me first tell you what how I describe uh, Les Krobler. Yes. What a gentleman. True gentleman. Very humble. Fearful striker. But won't hurt a fly. Mm. You know? I mean, I remember it was a time when uh, Michael Lambert hit him 
headbutt him. He didn't even, I don't even think he had a red card. Oh. Ever got a red card in his life. Because that's the type of gentleman he was. I mean, he just carried on with the game. The blood was pouring down his eyes, and he just carried on. <laughs> but coming to our, our forceful four, as I call it, we were amazing because we had the understanding of each other from training. We carried over to the game. But, uh, you know, what, what can I say about Les is that he was a striker who was a, a joy to play with. You know? Yeah. And thanks, Kelly. And and, and, and Calvin, uh, do we have strikers like Les Robler now? Because when we were preparing for this interview, we were told how he was a number nine, how he would let everybody around him also play when, when he played in that number nine role. Do we still still see those kind of strikers? I think the strikers of today is too scared to score goals. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, you don't find them anymore. But, uh, I mean, not to be too much critical on yeah. them. It's maybe sometimes also the way that the team is structured, where you have to do what the coach is telling you and, you know, more of defensive way. Yeah. You know, but uh, I I hope, I mean, I don't think it's going to happen this year that uh, they're going to score more than 20 goals. Maybe next year, you <laughs> hope. And and are people are you still involved in the game? I mean, is it something that interests you in coaching strikers, Kelvin Peterson? Yes, I, I am involved. It's it's in my blood. I don't think it, it will go out of me, because once you're born with it, uh, you still will go and get involved with the game of, of football. I mean, when you guys called me earlier, I was busy giving a training session. Mm. You know, so I'm always part and parcel of. What's happening? I mean, you don't do it for for the money because it's development, you know. Mm. So that is what I'm basically doing up here in Maribor. But you must be saddened at how things have turned out for uh, your club swallows. Yes, I am very much so. But uh, you know, if you don't plan correctly, that's what will happen, you know. Because uh, I believe that if you plan and uh, have the structures in place, you cannot go wrong. And finally, what would you like to say to our hero tonight that we are celebrating uh, Les Krobler? He is a true hero, a true legend. I want to say to him, I hope his health is good, and I wish him all the best and good health, and keep on uh, teaching these young people how to play football. Great stuff. Thank you very much, Kelvin, for joining us. Les, do you want to say goodbye to your former partner in crime? <laughs> yeah, Kelvin, uh, it's always an honor and a pleasure to speak to you, my friend. Um, you also, you talked to me about being a gentleman. You were also one of those guys that was also a true professional and a true gentleman on and off the field. So, yeah, Kelvin, it was, like I said, it was an honor to play with you as well, my friend. Great stuff. Yeah, Thanks. no. Even, even me to Les, it was uh, beautiful, but we must catch up. We only see each yeah. other after a few yeah, we years. Yeah, we will. I remember the last time I saw you a few years, but how's the family? I hope the family's well. I must send my regards to them. Yeah, no, I will be, Kelly. Uh, the family's okay, um, but yeah, but we'll catch up. I'll, 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 I'll get your number somehow and I'll catch up with you.
Great stuff. Thank you very much, Calvin Peterson, for joining us. Uh, there is somebody else holding on the line. We've got a call from Pretoria, but we want to take a quick break and we'll come back with that. Let's have the conversation. 0891-104-207. And as we wrap up our conversation with our guest on Flashback Fridays, Mr. Les Hrobla, let's go to the lines, Pule from Pretoria. Good evening, Prapule. Good evening, member. Are you well? I'm well, my brother, and yourself. I'm fine, bro. Pule, we learn a lot from you on Twitter. For those who don't know, Pule Yakal's on Twitter. You've got so many archives of our former players. You've always got pictures. You've got everything, even newspaper articles. What can you share with us about Les Krobler? Memories, good. Only good memories, man. Good memories. I remember Les Krobler in his playing days while he was playing at TV Rangers. In that team that won the, the league in 1986, I think you remember as well. That was a very good team. They had the likes of Shane McGregor, Peter Bard, and the likes of Greg Jacuzzi. That was a team. And then, like you said earlier on, he moved to Morocco Solos. Oh, man, what a daily combination they had together. Noel Cousins, Calvin Peterson, Owen Dagama, you know, your Steve Sika, you know, the late Tiki uh, Rapele, and of Chaka Jacambon, and carry the midfield behind them. And they stalky uh any fences. That was a team. And one of the goals I remember most about Les Hobla, the one you scored against Sandals, a crack of a shot. That tear through the net, <laughs> the mechanism never saw that goal. And the other goal I remember about Les is the one you scored against a lot of in the APS game at Ellis Park, I think. And uh, the five one game against Amelia Sandals at the Saint Vista Javen nineteen eighty nine. Bob says sure. Super Bowl final uh, replay. Oh, what a game. Let's I don't think we can ever, ever have strikers like that, man. Because we, and in the old days, we used to have very, very good defenders. Even a great defender like Lucas Rageba, he used to struggle to contain, you know, uh, Let's Robla. He struggled a lot against Robla. So I don't mm-hmm. think we'd ever, ever have you know, strikers in Let's Robla's caliber anymore in our country. And I just want to say to Robla that. We are really thankful for the memory that they gave us. They really treat and entertain us as food-loving people in this country. I hope that we continue with the good job that he's doing at Highlands Park and make sure that the team you know, remain in the PSL and help the country to produce much more you know, prolific strikers so that you know we can go and go forward as a country in terms of you know, football. And Great that's stuff. all that I can say about you know, Let's Hope. I really want to wish him well in his life and that Imagine losing in our football. He should continue saving this beautiful game. And we're really grateful and thankful for what he did for this beautiful game, member. Lovely stuff. Thank you, Pule, uh, for those kind words there and for that uh, call. Less everybody's lamenting the lack of strikers or how poor they are in front of goal. In your opinion, I did ask Kelvin, in your opinion, where, where have we gone wrong? Look, I, I think Calvin's right. I think it's the way that, that, that the game is played nowadays. The game is not played like it was. Um, now, it's played not to lose. So the first thing is you don't want to lose. Um, mm. And your whole structure becomes that. Um, luckily now, when you look at the overseas teams and the way that, 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 that the teams are playing you know, all over the world in general, is that the, the fact of scoring goals is becoming a, a, um, an art again. And, you know, the top teams are more interested in scoring. They know they, they, know they can concede, um, but they know they can score more than they're going to concede. <coughs> so I think that the, the teams are getting a little bit braver 
um, in that when it comes to to South African football, um, you know, it's difficult because, yeah, it's not like overseas where, you know, you buy into a coach's philosophy in his dream and how he wants to, you know, structure the club. It doesn't take, it doesn't happen overnight. Yeah, you can get fired in two games, three games in a month, two months, you know, so it, it's difficult that you're focusing more on, 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 on the result um, of not losing than, than on actually trying to get out there and win again. Yeah, and 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 you must be proud of your son too, Bradley. I mean, he's an international. Ah, uh, uh, very. I mean, Brad, Brad's done, you know, incredibly well for himself. Um, and again, he's 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 a true professional. He, you know, he's he's put the game first. Um, you know, and you know everything he does is 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 always driven around around the game itself. So in that respect, I've been very happy with with uh, with Brad's progress and, and where he has and what he's achieved. I mean, you know, he's done it. He's done it all. You know, in fact, he's done more than what I've done um, in the sense of he's represented his country where I never had the opportunity. So, yeah, I think I think Brad's done done very very well. I mean, it's 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 just a picture of the injuries he's yeah. had that that have hampered him kicking on. You know, really really well. Yeah, no, I agree with you on that one. He's really been doing it against all odds because of those injuries. And we've actually got a word from Bradley Robler about his father. The influence you and my dad had in my life has been has been massive, I think. First of all, he I think I probably wanted to be like him, you know, at early days growing up. You know, just going with him to, to soccer games, even if it wasn't professional at that stage, just going to watch him play, you know, at Boxburg Football Club. You know, I think that, that that's where my passion for, for football started and you know, I was fortunate enough to have to have him as a coach from an incredibly young age till the day I turned professional. So I'll I'll forever be grateful for that and I think, you know, my dad played a, a massive role in you know, me being where I am today and I think still to this day he could probably be my, my biggest critic, but he still helps me a lot and, and I'll be I'll forever be grateful for that. I very often get compared to, to my dad as a striker. And, you know, me and him have the conversation we've had many times before. And I think we've both come to the conclusion that it's never really been a competition. You know, I think football, and we think football has changed so much over the years that, you know, formations have changed, systems have changed. I mean, even balls have changed. So we've never really com- competed with each other and compared each other, but... It has it has helped me greatly. I think, you know, from the stories I still hear to this day about him as a striker, you know, it still inspires me. Okay, nice one, Brett. Thanks for that. And we've also got a voice note. Hi there, guys. Adam from Cape Town. Um, just an interesting memory. I was at high school and had a few classes with Bradley Robler growing up. Super awesome guy. Um, and one heck of a soccer player and that's obviously why he is where he is. Um, I didn't know that his dad at that time was such a big player in in the soccer industry but now it's very interesting to find that out. So yeah, I wish uh, both the Hrublers the best. Great, thanks for that voice note and it seems like they're really wonderful gentlemen, the Hrublers. Les, as we wrap up now, a few years ago you were quoted as saying that the white players are lazy. I think you were asked why are there not enough white players um, on the scene or in our football. Is that is that still a concern for you? 
Um, no, I think it's changed a lot since then. I think now you're starting to see a lot of um, you know white players in the in the fold that are that are sticking it out now. I think it was just that that, that transitional stage, you know, that that actually happened. Um, you know, I said white players were lazy, and, I, and and the reason why I said that was because in in the era of of where they were, if they went to a club, and you know they went to Chiefs or Pirates or one of the big clubs, you know, there's a thousand, maybe eight hundred kids that are that are there for the day. Um, you know, and very seldom would they actually stick it out until it was their turn to go. And, you know, I just turned around and said that the other factor was that there was too many distractions for white for, for mm. white players. You know, white players uh, came from from, from a, a more let's say well to do background. So they had all the fancy PlayStations and all the games and, and, and cell phones and all that you know, all those those things where you know, um, a lot of the disadvantaged kids didn't have that. So yeah. they focused mainly on what they wanted to do, which was play. And, you know, with the schools that, that, that when the, the kids went to as well, became a big influence. Whereas, you know, on, on, on a, lot of, a lot of things with the white kids and the white schools and, 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 and what they did is they wanted the kids to play all the different sports. Yeah. So they got involved in everything. So you kind of lost one or two players to other sports or to the fact that they were a jack of all trades, but they weren't, you know, looking after one. They weren't, they weren't concentrating on one thing and saying, I want to be this. Okay. And I went to play football or I went to play rugby or cricket. But, you know, the, the, the bottom line was there was just too many distractions. Yeah. Okay, uh, Les, we have to leave it there. We are out of time. Thank you very much for finding your for finding time to speak to us as we celebrate you on this Flashback Friday and give you the respect that you deserve. I'm glad you've heard how people feel about you and the memories that you've left. And people never forget how you make them feel. And, uh, and we wish you all the best going forward, sir. Teresa, thank you. And it's been a privilege and an honor to be on the show. And to all the callers and the, the, the people that have uh, sent notes, uh, thank you for all the kind words. It's, it's really appreciated. Thank you. Les Krobla. That's it. That's our time. In six minutes, Casta Semenya will be on the track at the Doha Diamond League event.